0: You're listening to the Name Drop Podcast, where we reveal the industry experts and brilliant founders behind the marketing campaigns and brands you know and love. In a world where things change fast and marketing is the opposite of static, we are here to reveal the marketing geniuses and how they find their inspiration, hoping to inspire you along the way. Hello. Hi. How are you? good. What's going on? Thanks for being here today. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. So tell me, how are you feeling? How's your day so far? I'm feeling good.
1: I dropped my dog off at doggy daycare this morning and then decided to walk here. I'm like such a new New Yorker that it's like romantic to walk (laughs) through Midtown and see everyone getting their breakfast and then going to like the Macy's, uh, what's called store displays. Um, Mm, Were you happy
0: with this decision or did you regret it halfway through? There was
1: regret when my hands started getting cold (laughs) and I forgot my gloves, but generally like felt good. Uh, I think like five years from now, if I'm still living in New York, I uh, would not make the same decision. I'd be too jaded, but right. for now, good day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice weather. Got to wear my cute coat. So. I love it.
0: I do think walkers are more aggressive in Midtown. Like, no one's getting moving out of your way. I feel like I got oh, bulldozed no. on my way here. Like so. the tourists are like yeah. banging into to get their pictures.
1: I saw people jumping in front of yeah. these places yeah. to get yeah. all that. So yeah. uh, it's a lot. It's been a full day already, um, and it's fun. just 11 AM.
0: So. <laughs> awesome. So tell us what has been challenging, interesting, professionally for you today.
1: Yeah. um, So we work with a lot of different brands. And what we found challenging is that their challenges effectively are our challenges. So finding it harder for brands to raise money, which means it's harder for them to pay us for the things that they need us to do. So when we're trying to solve challenges, uh, same challenges, but different budgets and different approaches. And so every day is a little bit different of trying to help them and partner with them in the right way um, and to stay relevant. So uh, lots of different answers out there. We see things like AI that are creating packaging uh, that can win effectiveness awards. And so how do we bring in that human element and really work with brands in the right way? Interesting. AI to create packaging, huh? Yeah. I saw some yesterday. Uh, Two different options. And they tested it against some agency work, and okay. it was nearly one-to-one. So wow. uh, kind of something that we're
0: keeping an eye on. For yeah, sure. I was going to ask, are you guys doing any testing with that right now? Yeah. So
1: some of our designers are pulling imagery and stuff from the likes of MidJourney. Okay. Uh, we have an AI intern who is now leading wow. the charge and us bringing that into not only like how we're doing things from a creative perspective, but how we work smarter. Yeah. Um, we went to a couple conferences, Brand AI, earlier this year, where we learned about different things we could integrate. Uh, People were saying, you know, not going to replace our jobs yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But definitely something that we're keeping a pulse on. Yeah.
0: I know. I feel like I was trying to kind of uh, avoid the AI conversations for as long as possible, but it's here. here, It's here. It's here. I don't think it's going to be a full job replacement, but it's another skill that needs to be learned, I feel like, for teams like ours that we need to work with it. So- better get on board. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So brag about yourself. If you look back at your like career history to date, what are you most proud
1: of? Yeah, I think something I'm really proud of is that 10 years ago, if you asked me to speak in front of a crowd or even do something like this, I would absolutely not do it. I couldn't even really couldn't even present like in my science class, my friends used to laugh because I'd get so nervous. Um, a couple years ago, I did a yoga training, which was completely outside of my comfort zone. And we had to do the craziest stuff. Like we would run around the room singing and screaming oh, wow. uh, to dead silence in front okay. of everyone else in the room. And it really <laughs> helps me get some confidence to do the things I'm doing today. And so uh, I speak to executives and brand leaders and really interesting, talented and accomplished people day after day. I present to them. I command the room uh, in ways I never thought I could. And so that's been something that I'm really proud of uh, that I'm doing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny how like things in your personal life and impact professional and professional life impacts personal. And we're taught to view them as like these two very different entities that never really influence one another. And it's just not the reality.
1: Right. It's life. like uh, when people are like, I don't really want to talk about work. I'm like, well, that's what we do right. most of our day. We spend hours, a bulk of our hours doing this. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. Uh, this is a side note, but I follow brands obviously all the time. And so uh, whenever I'm home with my mom or traveling with my mom, we'll go into different stores like Foxtrot Market and mm-hmm. we'll do store checks. And uh, it's so much a part of my day to day that my mom does the store checks now that's on her own. So she sent me um, some ramen the other day that was a high-protein competitor to Emmy. Okay. And she's like, oh, $2 cheaper. Um, wow. I'm going to do a taste test. So... Uh, I think it's funny that, like, it does seep into our personal lives uh, in a
0: good way. So I yeah. think it's fun that it's something I can connect with my mom on. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's hard not to when you're thinking about it and spending so much time on it. If you were never present in your work mind outside of work. Yeah. Totally. Uh, that would be weird. I would That's be. funny. Your mom's a CPG expert now. I'm, I'm like, you should do my job too. <laughs> yeah, you're like, do you want to join the team? You can join the team. Text me. She's like, oh, have you
1: seen this brand? You guys should really work with them.
0: I'm like, cool, make the end. <laughs> You know, yeah, okay. thanks, thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you do work with a lot of different types of brands and are very up to speed on just the brand world today. What do you think some of the biggest challenges are that people are facing? I know previously you mentioned some things about fundraising and just capital, given the state of our economic situation. But outside of that, or even in partnership with that, what, what are your, what's your POV? Yeah,
1: I think, well, there's a lot of clutter. So something, I was at a conference and something they said was that songs used to be on the top hits chart for like 20 weeks in a row. Nowadays, I think they get about two weeks in the spotlight before they go away. And so comparing that to brands, um, they don't get much time to capture consumer attention. Mm -hmm. And so it's really more important than ever for brands to know their consumer, identify their super fans, create them as their super fans and connect with them in a really authentic way. And I know the word authentic gets overused quite a bit, (laughs) but it's true. So like what's the permission to exist? Like why are they doing what they're doing and what's the need state that they're solving for so that they can stay top of mind? Because otherwise there will be Me Too brands, other brands doing the same thing that will come in and disrupt them. Uh, And I don't think brands always get that right. So that's a challenge that we see is that you can bring something really unique and interesting to the market, but there's a lot more work you have to do.
0: Yeah. So what do you typically see people missing the mark on?
1: Yeah, I think consumer understanding. So we like to think about psychographics, not demographics. So, you know, it's easy to say, oh, 18 to 35 women. But Mm -hmm. that's really just part of it. Uh, So if you think about content, content being king, good content isn't taking a picture of your burger and saying, here, come get my burger. It's something like a Red Bull where they're selling you a lifestyle Uh, connecting with, again, the psychographics of those consumers. So go ski and grab a Red Bull or skateboard, grab a Red Bull. And finding out what those things are, are really challenging. We yeah. worked with the brand who uh, had been trying to be about the outdoors, but it didn't really work with their product. So we had to take a step back and say, okay, you're a bar. So every single day, like someone wants something like a bar to be on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, what, what does active mean to those consumers? And so kind of identifying those different pillars and putting that into play uh, but again, like it's not easy to do in an authentic way. It has to be yeah. something that you can shout from the rooftops and execute against.
0: Yeah, for sure. And having that understanding of. Who the consumer is is so important. I feel like the worst thing that we hear sometimes when we ask people, brands, you, who's your target audience? And they say, oh, everybody. It's like, that's not possible. It's literally not possible for everyone to be in your target audience. And that means to me, you don't even know who you're trying to talk to. Yeah. And you know, the
1: ice cream principle, uh, we use this when we're naming brands, but it applies to this. It's like, if you ask a bunch of people what they want, like from an ice cream shop, sure. you'll get probably vanilla. Yeah, um, And so you don't want to be something for everyone. You yeah. really want to be something that, uh, like thinking about liquid death can be kind of polarizing, sure. but the people who love you really love you. Yeah. And that's, that's better in terms of bringing more people into the fold than yeah. just being something for everyone because then you're a little bit
0: bland. Yeah, agree. For the brands that are doing it right, what types of things do you think that they're taking risks on?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, liquid death is something that people always talk about, right? It It is is a good example.
0: It's a very good example. Yeah, Uh,
1: different kinds of content, different kinds of activations and things that are like really inherent to what it is you're trying to accomplish. Um, We built a brand called Local Weather, so I'll give them a shout out. And I think um, seeing them get out there and kind of take the playbook we put together has been really fun. So it's like hydration for Gen Z. uh, And it's like, Everything that you do in your day can be an activity, not just sport. Okay. And so uh, they're kind of getting out there and activating against sports and concerts and art and gardening and all of those things. And so um, I think that's like a good example of finding sort of what it is that you stand for, what your permission to exist yeah. is, and then like sticking to that. But it gets scary. Like we've even had them come to us and say. I think we're going to change up how we're talking about it. And it's like, no, you have to like really stay true yeah. to who you are. Yeah, like stick uh. to
0: the bit. Totally. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I think another interesting one is Vacation Sunscreen, uh, if you follow them. So like outside of Food & Bev, which we focus on a lot, like they started off super interesting. Their LinkedIn uh, campaign, I think, where it was like having people um, submit their information and they made them – business card names like so it would be like director of something wild like beach tanning (laughs) okay um and they were able to get thousands of emails just organically by doing something fun like that and so i think again like figuring out who you are like how fun you want to be like how authentic you want to be is sustainability key for you and then like really doubling
0: down on that messaging and
1: thinking about unique emotional angles for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's it's better to not overthink it to some extent. It's like, oh, this could be interesting and people would find this entertaining and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, but at least you know you've given it a shot. So
1: Consumers are pretty simple. Yeah, uh, I don't if we overthink it. That is it, the truth. Yeah. That is the truth. Like they're just like, "Hey, I know I want something like this, and yeah. so convince me." And you have Five seconds. Yeah, yeah, and
0: go for it. <laughs> yeah. And tell me exactly what I need to do in order to get the thing too, because I don't want to overthink it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is looking to launch a brand?
1: Yeah, I think when launching a brand, it's to stay focused. Um, and that's from everything from like what your consumer is, what you're trying to do, and what products you're bringing to the market. I think a lot of times people will come and they'll start with a full portfolio, a huge platform. Uh, and consumers get a little bit confused by that. But yeah. if you can be one thing and do that really well, that's key. I'll keep dropping different examples, but like Away, uh, mm-hmm. the Bags, when they started, they were the Bags. And yeah. they did a really good job of getting people excited about it. Like 100%. I think they were really delayed. So they made a book uh, and that's how they got the people on the waiting list to get pumped about really? it. Yeah. Um, awesome. And then they had the Bags and they were doing it d to c and doing that really well. When they started getting the storefronts, they started introducing more than just the bags, different products, and started to grow and scale too quickly. Yeah. And people get confused, and that can take away from what you're doing already. And so taking that as an example, like if you're going to do a beverage, couple SKUs, right. do that well, and then expand yourself. Yeah. Uh, but don't grow too quickly. The other thing I would say is that uh, starting off and investing, which obviously you know <laughs> is something that I would say to do, but like in understanding what it is you're doing, uh, getting the right look and feel, getting the right packaging is key. Uh, because when you start to go from being just online to offline, for example, different beasts, but you don't want to have to redo and reinvest a couple times. And yeah. so uh, it seems counterintuitive to spend more money on the upfront, but it is something that I encourage brands to do if they can do it, if they yeah. can figure it out.
0: Yeah. No, I think both pieces of advice are spot on. I I think a lot about Bareface. I don't know if you use those any of those skincare products, but Jordan Harper founded that company and she had a very similar mindset. Like, I'm, I'm going to create three products that do very specific things. And she took pre-orders because they, she didn't have enough capital to produce everything before she had any sales volume. And now they're starting to innovate more, but like they really built a base off of having three SKUs. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, everyone thinks, "Oh, I need to just have so many different offerings and innovations, and it's overwhelming. It's yeah. a lot to communicate too." And so. that's a
1: gutsy move, right? To it like is. stay focused. But once you do that, and then people get excited about what you're doing, then when you launch new things, they're gonna like trust it, and yeah. know that it's something that they want to buy. Um, Another that we work with is Dr. Squatch, uh, the men's care brand. So I always say, like, once I say their name, they're so good at targeting you that you're going to get an ad.
0: Yeah, I'm like, is my phone in here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, But they started with soaps. They did that really well, started to expand deodorants, and then they had shampoo and conditioner. And then they have really fun LTOs. And so. Partnerships with with like Star Wars and Batman and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people get really excited and will continue to buy the things because they trust the foundation of what they were doing. Yeah. Um, And so that's the kind of thing that I think, like, again, it doesn't seem like something that founders should think about because it's like, oh, just bring a bunch of stuff people like, but
0: bring things that people really can adopt and then they'll trust you to bring more to the market. Yeah. I like that. So did you think at 21 that you would be doing what you're doing today
1: no definitely not so at 21 uh, i had just graduated film school at university of texas and wanted to work in tv be a tv producer Um, i had some reservations about doing that uh, because i didn't want to start at the bottom and grab coffee do all that stuff uh, as some people do and then went into advertising was working on tv commercials and uh, some of that stuff and then getting to where i got today uh, started building relationships, working on the account side, and then getting more into the networking and, the, you know, different kinds of relationship building and found myself here. So uh, definitely not linear, but yeah. it's been a fun journey. Every time I do a different job, I feel
0: like I learn a really unique new skill Yeah. Side. I mean, the paths are rarely linear, linear right. which is not what we're taught early in our earlier educational years. Of like, yeah, pick a career, and it's just going to be this trajectory that you get to follow. Yeah, it never really looks like that. I had a family of
1: lawyers, so it was like go oh, to law different. school, yeah. be a lawyer, uh, and I was close to doing that. But uh, again, the film thing—like, I really yeah. wanted to be in the creative industry. So, I'm, awesome. and I'm glad I did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, speaking of relationships, do you feel like? Are there any standout relationships in your life that you feel like have really impacted your professional career?
1: Yeah, definitely. There, I mean, there are a ton of different people who have been impactful, uh, but I'll say it's a series of creative directors I've worked with um, who have okay. been most helpful in helping me shape my career. Uh, interestingly, like each agency I've worked at has had... A two-headed monster. So one okay. that's like big, bold, wild, like maybe a little mean to you for a bit, <laughs> um, and then another who's like more gentle and loving, uh-huh. and like good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And uh, they've been really helpful in helping me shape my thinking. And so as an account person in the past, like they were like, "No, you come bring ideas if you're in the brainstorm, and if they're a good idea, we're gonna blow them out. Like we're gonna sell them." And they really pushed me to kind of practice what we preached as an agency yeah. um, and be strategic and like push our clients. And so being united with them when we would present something and they got scared because it was a big idea, like that was really important. And so I would say these different creative directors have been really helpful in helping me find my voice and be an advocate for the team and the work that I like ultimately I'm so excited to do at each of these places. And that's awesome. That's awesome. And obviously my mom, she's my biggest fan. So oh, I I feel like my mom would be one of my Yeah, too. It's like every day I'm like, oh hey, mom. Like, you know, I'm going on a podcast today. And she's like, speak with your heart. You know, the most <laughs> impressive person. And I'm like, some at some point I'm just gonna have to believe her. Yeah.
0: So. I called my mom when I was on the way yeah. here too. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I don't know. She's like, oh, you like talking to people. you yeah. be fine. It's like it's gonna be great. They just believe in us so much 100%. that it's like hard
1: not to like take a little bit of that confidence yeah, from them.
0: I agree. That's awesome. Um okay. So let's hear. Who are you? Where do you work? What's your role?
1: Give Um, us the reveal. My name is Erin Chaikin, and I am uh, the director of partnerships, i.e. like biz dev for Interact Brands. So uh, if you can't tell, uh, we're a branding agency, and we work with different brands, help them build brands, uh, rebuild, refresh. Uh, and then ultimately how they like show up in different ways uh, once we have kind of created some of the foundational elements. Fun. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Stuff. Sounds like a f- very exciting job. It can be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what does a day in the life look like?
1: Yeah. No day uh, is the same. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, we, there's like the life cycle of a sale uh, for our services. So brands will come to us uh, and it's kind of like a therapy session. Uh, very often brands don't come to us with a brief, but Mm -hmm. they come to us with a problem. Interesting. Um, And how we would address that problem can be really different. So it's like really active listening, asking really good questions and starting to understand, uh, crafting a solution that we don't really want to do in a silo. We want to do that with them. So again, like more calls, more conversations, lots of texting with potential clients, uh, and then coming to them and bringing it together like in a nice presentation that circles back to uh, pitching and speaking to people in a way I never thought that I could. Um, sometimes it's you know pretty quick, pretty easy. Like they've kind of identified that we're going to be their partner. It's just okay. what that looks like. And then other times uh, the stakes get higher, and we're pitching against agencies. You know, and you spend a lot of time getting ready and trying to kind of show why you're the best partner. Uh, those tend to be my favorite. I like I was a little say, bit. Do of you like the competition? Uh, yeah, I like to win. So
0: fair. Um, <laughs> I can yeah,
1: it's like, and then uh, I have like a whole routine. So. Uh, the songs change, but I usually have a pitch song.
0: I love I listen that. to that before okay. the pitch.
1: Uh, my dog's always like watching me if I'm at home. He's like, what is she doing? Uh, but get like really pumped up and then like present that. I don't do it alone. I have creative partners or, you know, strategic partners who come on with me, but uh, it's a full team effort and it really is a science. Uh, yeah. So that's like part of the day. Sometimes I also lead projects. So uh it's really important for me to like stay within our process and see how it's evolving or changing, or you know how we're coming up with the answers to the questions that are being posed in the new business process. so sometimes I'm in crits with the team and you know chatting with them about the work and uh seeing what strategy might look like or what design looks like yeah uh, and then other times it's doing stuff like this, so uh chatting with people like you and making uh different like relationships that will help us grow as a business or going to trade shows or conferences or parties. That can be the fun part of the business and the tiring part. I think I was telling you earlier, like had a party and a dinner last night and uh, they're all really important things to do, but like it just kind of changes day to day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do you find, I mean, it sounds like growing up, you were on the quieter side, you didn't like public speaking, and now you are presenting, pitching, going to events, like living a very extroverted life. Yes. How have you found that change? Like, do you have to balance with some time alone time so you can, like, build your social energy again? Like, what does that look like? Oh, definitely. So
1: I mentioned yoga earlier. Like, when I get into yoga, it's, like, quiet time. Every team I've ever worked on, like, if there's yoga on my calendar, no one dares call. They're like, Like, leave her alone. Yeah, they're like, we need this for her to, like, show up tomorrow (laughs) in, like, a good headspace. So lots of yoga. Um, New York, it's more challenging, but I love to cook and, like, turn on music, like, zone out, do something like that. Uh, where I can really be alone. And then uh, now that I'm in the city in particular, like long walks with my dog, that helps me kind of get away. Uh, Again, like I'm probably still thinking about work or like thinking about those things, but it does help me sort of balance like having to go into a room and like really start talking or figuring things out. So- uh, yeah, pretty simple things, but it, yeah. it is like a good, a good mix.
0: I like that. I also feel like I need a pitch song now. I love that idea. Oh,
1: okay. So mine right now is Rumble by Fred again. Oh, good. Uh, Spotify Rap just came out yeah. and confirmed that I think I've pitched a lot this year. Cause it's like Was it like in to
0: your top your, five songs? Oh yeah.
1: Number one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: You have pitched a lot uh, this year.
1: Totally. And it's also my Cold Plunge song. So if you add those two things <laughs> yep. together... Um, but yeah, we had Beyonce at one point, which makes sense. I think Taylor <laughs> Swift's been in there <laughs> naturally. Um, so, and she was a top of this year too. Yeah. So, but. Uh, I recommend it for anyone. Yeah, because uh, like when we win, we like to say dance, like let's dance, because okay. we're excited
0: about the partnership we're bringing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of music related to I the day to day. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. It's, but I mean, and in those calls and presentations, you have to bring the energy. So yeah. if you can do something to kind of spike it before, it's that's nice.
1: And it's fun to see what energy looks like for different people. Yes. So like I'm kind of cracking jokes and keeping the room warm. And then uh, for our director of strategy, like he has the calmest energy. But you really trust him mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. pitching to you. And yep. so I'm like, it, you know, we all have our own style. Sure. And they blend nicely together. And, like, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of trust, too. Yeah, so, absolutely. like, knowing that I say, oh, hey, you know, Phil's going to talk about strategy now. And then, like, he's got it. And yeah. he's going to go into his, like, vibe. And so right. it's fun to see other people, like tap into that too. That's cool.
0: That's very cool. What would you say, like what's the high and the low of your role? What do you find most rewarding? What do you find most challenging? Yeah. The high uh, beyond winning,
1: which I mentioned I love to win, <laughs> uh, is like, so we bring these people in, so we bring these brands in, and then I pass them off to the team usually. Um I stick around, like I'll go in the Slack channels, I'll join yeah, some of pop the check ins. See in. yeah, yeah. how things are going. Um but like at the end of the project when I get to see what the end result is and it's like awesome. Such a good feeling yeah. of like we had conversations sometimes like six months, nine months before uh, and then delivered against the things that like they said their hopes and dreams were. Um, and that's a really cool feeling. That and then cool. because we work so heavily like in consumer, walking around these stores, like going into Whole Foods and saying like, whoa, like we did that
0: yeah. is really
1: cool. So that would be the high. And then the low. It Losing is hard. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with that. And it's not just the loss in the competition, but it is that like. After you spend so much time getting to know these brands and the things that they're looking to do and you, you feel like you have the solution for right. them, uh, you're excited they're going to go on a journey and, and get it right with someone else. But it hurts that it's not you.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, rejection's never
1: easy. No, it's not. And you do.
0: You you get – as through the process, you get to know the people you're talking to and you start to like – future trip a little bit. And you're like, this is going to be so fun working with this crew. And then when it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, man. Right. What a bummer. It's like, you know, dating in New York it's, and yeah. dating in my job. So uh, both 100%. of those
1: things can be challenging. Um, and then also we, we talked about the climate that brands are going yeah. through. Um, and at Interact, we've worked with a lot of entrepreneurial brands, and that gets more challenging when they can't raise or don't have the funds. Uh, mm-hmm. We've grown. We used to be nine people. We're at about 30 now. So we have a business that we have to run. Yeah. Uh, and so it's tough when we can't find solutions no matter how badly we want to. Right. Um, and so just seeing the, the landscape shift all the time and having to respond to that just keeps you on your toes. And that yeah. can be tough kind of depending on where the business is day to day. I
0: bet. I bet. Awesome. Um, I guess what's been the most surprising thing you've learned as as you look back?
1: Uh, I think it's that nobody really knows what they're doing yeah. in the best way. Uh, So these founders, you know, they have an idea and they'll create a brand. And then they're like, oh, whoa, like one day I was sitting on my couch and wanted to make this wellness shot. And next thing you know, like, you know, they're a massive company, but how they got there, I think, was as scary and wild and, you know, tough as it is for us when we go through our careers. And so, uh, when you're talking to these people it's like oh we just we all kind of have the same journey yeah um results may be different but like we're all faking it till we make it oh, 100%. Um, and i 100%. think that's that's fun yeah
0: that's cool yeah i agree i was reading some article last week about uh the founder of this like trillion dollar company I can't remember the name of it now. It starts with an N. Anyway, they were asking him, you know, if you were going to do this over again, would you do it? And he was like, "No, <laughs> absolutely not." He's like, "Let me tell you, ignorance is bliss because everything you do, you're thinking, well, how hard can it be? Like, I guess we'll find out." And yeah. to your point, we no one really knows. We're all just trying to figure it out right. as we go. Yeah, um, I feel that all the time. I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess we'll take this chance and we'll work on this and we'll see what happens. Um, so no one is. No one really knows, which yeah. is, I think, something you don't realize until you're, like, in it. And the stakes probably get higher, too. Like, people yeah. rely on
1: you and, like, you have consumers who care about you right. or you have people who work for you and, like, rally around you. And, you're, you know, it gets it gets more and more challenging, but you just make it up along the way. Yep. Yep. Um, so, and then, yeah, like, I, I again, like I said, never thought I'd be a director of business development and someone doing all of this. And so... It surprises me when I do a good job and I'm like, wait, like that's fun. And I want to keep doing it.
0: (laughs) For sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, let's wrap it up with a quick round of a trendy or tragic. Let's do it. So I'll just give you a couple things and you tell me what you think. Uh, Elon Musk.
1: Mm, Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, He's tough. My brother one time (laughs) told me that he was a robot. And the more and more I see him do things, like the more I kind of believe it. Uh, I think he has the potential to change the world in a really good way, but he's a bit of a hothead, so uh, spits too much fire about things he probably shouldn't sometimes.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. It's like I listened to a podcast with him recently, and I had to turn it off because I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about right now. No, It is like alien robot status where – And the
1: names of his kids. Like he's not setting them up for success. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, Spotify wrapped. Trendy. Yeah. I love it. I mentioned it already. Um, I know. Do you
0: think it has a future? It's around to stay?
1: Oh, yeah. It's the smartest use of data. It Um, is. Like – it's like we're tracking everything you're doing and then we're going to wrap it up in a nice bow for you. I wish there was a raft for like everything that I, know. I did.
0: I know. I don't know if you're a Strava user, but they have a raft now. Okay. Is and it good? It's funny. Yeah. It's like this is for the dorky runners and bikers out there. Yeah. They get to like, see their mileage and review.
1: Like class pat. I mean, like how many yoga classes yeah. did I do in a year and, and where? Right. Um, I think they kind of do something like that, but like I would love to to pat myself on the back for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's
0: yeah, awesome. Trendy. <laughs> um, what about for the industry nerds? Uh, are you guys CES people, like the Consumer Electronics Show? No. Okay, so no. you would probably say tragic. Uh, mm. Well, it sounds trendy. It's something <laughs> I'm sure we would want to get into it, but uh. I, it's been around for so long, and uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it, so I figured I'd throw it out. Like there who shows see. up there? We can like like big corporate brands typically okay. to like see how they can infuse technology into their. Okay, maybe
1: a little tragic. Yeah, yeah it's like, like trying too hard to, to pick up like yeah. the, the little things. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then I feel like it ends up being like a bit of a boondoggle. Okay. You know, it's yeah. in
1: Vegas. Ooh. Yeah, Vegas is tough. I mean, yeah. but all the trade shows like Expo West and Anaheim, it's like, ooh, Disney yeah. and a bunch of CPG people it's all a- in one. So. <laughs> sounds like a
0: nightmare, but we go anyway. <laughs>
1: the Super Bowl of it all, so it's fun.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting yeah. with us today. Thanks um Tell me. people how they can find you. LinkedIn, Instagram, oh, what's yeah. the best spot? Uh, find me on LinkedIn. It's uh-huh. and Chicken, pretty easy
1: uh, I, I'm on private on Instagram but Chicken and Waffles it's, it's a good name so you can find me there
0: too awesome alright so you guys can find us on Instagram at namedrop.pod and I'm at Bakes. thanks so much